Hey there, my name is Jesse Smith and I work as an employer brand specialist here at UiPath. Experimenting is a part of our culture, so we decided to create a series of podcasts where we interview different employees to find out who they are, what projects they're tackling, and why they choose to work at UiPath. I was really honored to speak with our next guest and I hope you enjoy listening. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I'd like to welcome Lynette Estrada, our Global VP of Talent Acquisition and Employee Branding here at UiPath. Before we get into it, a little bit of background about Lynette. She spent nine formative years um, building out her staffing knowledge at Microsoft. She then took her expertise to VMware and Nutanix, where she led global talent acquisition. She is a proud Latina from Puerto Rico and currently lives in Washington, D.C. So welcome, Lynette. Thank you so much, Jesse, for having me. Yeah. So I kind of want to dive into it. Um, you know, what made you want to join UiPath and how has your experience been unique so far? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I joined UiPath a little bit over a year ago and um, I joined for a number of reasons, uh, the culture, the values, and I would say just the general company's reputation uh, to include the CEO and, and the key leaders. Um, also their, their technology, their mission, their community involvement. And, and lastly, uh, I was very intrigued about the UiPath Academy. I think um, when I was actually doing my research about UiPath, I think it's really great that we provide a platform uh, for free and to everyone to learn about um, RPA, the, the RPA skills of the future. And, um, you know, when I was at Microsoft, Bill Gates used to talk at Microsoft a lot about a computer in every home. And um, Daniel really sold me on the opportunity when I heard him say, I, I want a robot for every person. Uh, I actually had the pleasure to interview with him and that was really, really great. And that really intrigued me more. Um, with regards to joining the company. You know, Jesse, the experience has been very unique from a company <laughs> building uh, yep. and learning perspective. Uh, also, um, many companies talk about their values uh, and principles and um, may not always be in alignment, right, with their, with their, with their culture. And I would say that um, employees at UiPath uh, leave their values bold, humble, they work fast, and they always look for opportunities to immerse themselves into new creative and disruptive ways of doing things and projects. Um, I, I was not fami very familiar with hyper automation before I joined the company, so it's been really great to learn more about it, about this space, but also the incredible impact and growth that we are making to the world. Yeah, absolutely. One thing that was really interesting to me, I mean, one, you're my skip level boss, so I've had the pleasure of like working <laughs> with you and getting to know you. But then, you know, when I looked at your history on LinkedIn um, and how you kind of came up in tech during the dot-com bubble and working at companies like Microsoft, I want to know, like, how was your experience as a Latina woman during that time? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a great question. I um still remember vividly when I joined Microsoft in the early 2000. And at the time, there were very few Latinas, right? Latina women in, in HR, in, in talent acquisition. I think I was probably the only one at the time and just in general. And I think because of that, um, I decided to become very proactive in building my network, 
particularly within the Hispanic and Black communities. I joined a few employee resource groups in, in the East Coast region. That was actually my, my coverage. And I remember that I was always invited you know, to participate and represent the company in, um, in a variety of job careers, first sponsor events, anything that it was tied to underrepresented minorities organizations, think about uh, black engineers, women in tech, society, Hispanic professionals, professional engineers. So that was really great. I, um, I was able to build a network and, and I started truly helping others within the communities. Uh, after a while, um, Jesse, I, I very quickly realized that I had to become a change agent, right? I had to adapt very, very quickly to the fast paced environment of the software industry. You know, I was, I was early career, right? So I had to get very comfortable with being uncomfortable um, and, and to keep advocating for a more diverse and inclusive work environment. I, um, I also will say that I, you know, I never felt invisible of or out of place in my, in my company or in my, throughout my career. Uh, my parents, uh, especially my mom, always pushed me, pushed me really hard to follow my dreams. You know, at the time I was in Puerto Rico, I wanted to come to the U.S. and study and work. And she will always say in Spanish, el cielo no tiene límites, which is basically this, this guy has no limit. So that was really, that was really special. Um, as I look back, you know, I'm very proud of the diverse top talent that I, that I have hired throughout my career. I, I cannot say how many interviews I have conducted or how many people I've hired. <laughs> uh, that's probably a yeah. lot. Um, but, um, you know, all, I, I'm, again, for me, it's all about expand, con initiating the conversation, expanding the conversation with the leaders yeah. around DNI and belonging. And bottom line is to keep increasing awareness um, as to the why, right? This is such an important topic. Yeah, absolutely. Two things that kind of came to mind. You said you learned how to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, which I feel like really sets you up for being at UiPath, right? Like we're doing things <laughs> that have never been done before. So that type of mentality yeah. really sets you up for a you know a successful career. And then the second thing you really talked about is like the importance of expanding your network. And I think that's something that's oftentimes maybe overlooked in terms of when it comes to opportunity, especially for people that are younger in career or wanting to get into a new field. It's like the bigger your network, the more likely you are to have opportunities. And I know that right now you're sort of leading a women's circle within UiPath. I was wondering if you can kind of talk about that. Um, and I know one of the biggest parts of, you know, the women's circle is expanding your network and the benefits that can come from that. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So um, we, uh, again, expanding the network and leaning in and helping others is, is definitely tied to my passions and, and, and my career. It's been tied to my career. Uh, we um, at UiPath, um, we just launched women's uh, circles uh, at UiPath. We launched it in the program in, in June, late June. I am right now leading the effort with my colleague, Alison Delliman. She's a VP of HR and employee experience for, for go to market. And the program basically provides the structure. Uh, the, the curriculum is modeled after leading circles. So we have three small groups of women who meet regularly to learn, grow together. The, the atmosphere is, is confidential. So the, basically the most important thing is to make sure that 
they feel secure, safe, in a very safe space. So confidentiality and trust is very key for the circles, uh, Jesse. They meet uh, virtually once or, or twice a month in, in small groups to support each other and to learn about each other, right? It's basically a peer support group. It's global in nature. We have 24 members today. And um, yeah, which is really great. And we, um, we are very, again, staying focused on mentorship, peer support, sharing experiences. And it's all about connecting, right? And learning from each other. Uh, we uh, have selected three circle leaders, uh, Diane Fallon, she's, um, she sits in the Amer, and so she leads the uh, Americas uh, circle cohort. Malina Platon, she, is, um, she sits in Singapore and she leads APAC and the India circle. And then we have Claudia Pedersen and Claudia sits in EMEA. And, um, and we know that, that this works, right? We've studied the research. Um, I would say that 85% of, of the members at a global level that have gone through leaning circles, uh, they, they, they've, they've said that this has made a positive impact in their life. The reason why I'm so passionate about it is because when I was a, when I was a VMware, we, um, we started Dialogues in Circles. We started very small, and I will say that now they probably have over 2,500 circles. Wow, globally. that's so many. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot of circles, and I was part of one of the circles, and I will say that, you know, fast forward seven years later, I'm still connected, right, with my former mm. circle members from, from my past circle. Yeah. So so those, those networks are long-lasting. Absolutely. It's all about building your networks internally, but also externally on an ongoing yeah. basis. Awesome. Another question for you, someone who has had years of recruitment experience, you know, we have a new wave of Gen Zers that are about to enter the workforce. One at a very precarious time due to this pandemic. <laughs> but aside from that, like from your history of being in recruiting for so many years, like how do you see recruitment strategies changing in order to attract the new generation? That is a great question. I, um, I actually have two adult kids. One is a millennial and the other one is a Gen Z, right? And um, there's, there's always, right, a hot button topics of discussions in my household because I think the millennials are, are a little bit quite differently, right, from, from the Gen Zs. I, and when you think about Gen Zs, they will likely make, make up, I want to say 24% of the workforce oh, wow. by end of 2020. Yes. So we're starting to see that trend and we're starting to, we need to, you know, stay focused on, on the Gen Zs. Um, you know, again, from my own experience and from my, you know, interacting with my own, my own kids, um, I would say that they are so tech savvy, Jesse, right? So it's all about, you know, digital footprint, they, they want to make sure that you are, you, you, you need to basically reboot your online presence, that you're present, right? Think about Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook. So we also, we really need to think about how do we take ourselves into the next level when it comes to social media, uh, amplifying our messaging in social media, especially to attract Gen Zs. They, um, they're a little bit risk averse. So we want to make sure that when we are attracting them and we, when we are conducting those interviews with them, that we emphasize on the job security and the growth opportunities, right, within those roles. So that's really, that's, that's going to be a key theme when you are attracting Gen Zs. In addition to off, you know, providing the cool office perks, right, that they love, yeah. being pond tables and nap pots and all of that. But um, 
but I would say that they, um, you really need to stress, right, uh, the fact that that's going to be an attraction point for them. Thirdly, and this is a really interesting one, again, having my, my own kids, they're, they're, they're very flexible. They, they're independent, they're flexible. Um, I have my son who's right now looking for an internship and I, you know, I'm trying to help. He's like, I got it. Mom. I know that you're a recruiter. <laughs> I don't need your help. <laughs> I don't need your help. I got it. And I'm like, well, you know, I've been recruiting for a little bit. I think I can help. He's like, nope, I've got it. So they're very flexible. They want to own it, which I think is really a great trait, right, for Gen Z's. Uh, they're competitive. Um, so you really need to make sure that when you hire them, you provide uh, career development and you have um, an ongo a culture of, of ongoing uh, feedback. So providing regular feedback uh, to them is going to be, is really to retain this generation is going to be pivotal for, for us, you know, rewards, recognition, making sure that they are comfortable with their work and, and, and understand, right, the goals yeah. um, that you have for the overall uh, organization. They're open-minded, so you need to make sure that the NI and belonging plans are laid out, right? Effectively in, in companies, they are honest. They are there uh, present for you. I, um, one of my friends lately in the industry, they're like, you know, we, we just started a set of interns and they're the ones who were paying attention. They had, <laughs> they had their cameras yeah. on. <laughs> you had the full-time employees who are actually not paying attention and you have the sales, the, the interns, in this case, with sales, sales interns, paying attention to it. Actually, one of my employees um, said that to me this week and I was actually chuckling and laughing. I'm like, wow, they are definitely uh, real, honest, and they're present. So I think it's really important that we think about, to your point, uh, be mindful of these types of strategies uh, to re to attract them, develop them, and retain them. I also, too, I've read, and I, I mean, I don't know how accurate it is, right? But I've also read that Gen Zers are really, they put a lot of importance of the impact of what their companies that mm -hmm. they're working for. Like, they don't want a company that goes against their moral code. Mm -hmm. And, you know, volunteering and giving back is very important to them almost more than millennials where millennials i'm a millennial um but it was more about the ping pong tables and the perks rather than like giving back and i i know that you're very passionate about volunteering and giving back and can you kind of tell me about like how have some of those experiences impacted you and kind of drove your career yeah, no, that's that's a great question, and I spot on uh, with regards to giving back and um, making sure that the corporate citizenship is there, right, available for for them. So I came to the Washington D.C. metro area many many years ago, and I came through an internship program uh, sponsored by the Hispanic Association of Colleges and Universities in the mid '90s. So it's a very similar organization if you think about inroads. Um, they basically uh, partner with corporate and federal government agencies basically to assist um, in attracting and hiring talent from Hispanic serving institutions, right, and colleges. So I started there when I, that's basically how I came um, into the DC metro area through them. And I started immediately my volunteering uh, efforts with them. So we were basically, you know, helping them, not only the Latino community, but also the, you know, black community, prepare them for college, to basically pursue full-time roles. M most of them um, come from underserved communities and underrepresented backgrounds. So it was really rewarding to see, to prep them. And 
as simple as just let me help you with your resume, right? So that was one of my first experiences when I when I came here. I've also worked with um, organizations, uh, women in technology. Uh, Path Forward is another organization that provide returnships for women that actually um, leave the workforce and want to come back, uh, particularly in STEM. Which is so important. You were the one that mm -hmm. talked to me or taught me about a returnship, which was, yeah, I'd never heard about but prior. Well, it's, it's really interesting because if you think about it, sometimes, right, women, they have these great backgrounds in computer engineering, in, in other uh, related field. And, you know, they just want to take a quick break, right? They, they have, maybe they have a kid or they have to do other things in their lives. And, and then sometimes it's quite challenging to come back into the workforce. So those type of programs really, they, they provide them with, you know, they retrain them and they help them find uh, opportunities um, back into the companies or, or, or other organizations. So I think it's a really great approach to also address um, that specific right population. And, um, and lastly, you know, I also come from a family of veterans. So that's also close to my heart. My dad was a vet, my brother was a vet. And um, when I was at VMware, I actually created with one of my um, program managers, um, a program, education with industry program. And it was basically a, a 10 month program uh, where we basically selected officers and civilians to work in our company. Uh, to learn best practices and learn more about the civilian life. So it was all about bridging the gap for transitioning veterans and early in career sales and engineering talent. So, so yeah, so I would say that, um, again, women in technology um, helping uh, underserved and communities and, and veterans are definitely uh, things, programs that have been very close to my yeah, heart. Yeah, wonderful. And since it is, you know, this time, I wanted to talk about Latin Heritage Month. Um, we're in the middle of it right now, and I just wanted to get a couple words from you about what that means to you and uh, what it means to be, you know, from Puerto Rico. Oh, it's um, it's a lot of fun. We actually have a uh, an employee resource group here at UiPath. We're still recruiting for more more members, so if you're interested, please <laughs> pin me directly. But um, we have one, we created one, and we have uh, some really great members. Uh, we're planning on celebrating Latin, Latinx and Hispanic Heritage Month next week. It's all about celebrating our culture, uh, our uniqueness, right? What we bring um, to UiPath from a um, you know diversity and, and culture perspective. Uh, it's all about having fun. For us, it's all about food, <laughs> dancing. Um, so it's really, it's really a great, um, it's a great effort. It's a great initiative, and and also, you know, it, it's another great opportunity for us to talk about topics that matter, right, um, to the community. So um, not only, you know, celebrating, uh, but also making sure that that we continue to advocate for. The Latino community um, when it comes to attraction, retention, development, and of course, employee experience at UiPath. So um, we're excited. Uh, let me know if you want to join the celebration next week. Yes, but, um, I would love to. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But it's something that um, it is in the works. And um, again, we're, we're super excited about this effort. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Lynette, for taking the time to speak with me. And I hope you have a great weekend. Wonderful. Thanks for having me, Jesse. Bye-bye.
Thanks for listening, everyone. We are continuing to record and publish podcasts, so stay tuned for more episodes. In the meantime, we also have a blog called Inside the Rocket Ship, where we feature different employees and take a deeper look into our technology. Stay safe, and we'll see you next time on Inside the Rocket Ship.